Ready, cheers! Hi, welcome to Rough Housing. We are joined today by Adam Zell. Yep. And Nikki Marburger. Uh, I was also I was about to say you're. you're old I call her Visser. Visser and Marburger. I have a lot of identities: Visser, yeah, Marburger, Nicole, Nikki, whatever. It's fine. Oh, uh, what a world we have Nikki. today with identities. I'm Justin Rourke, and I'm uh, joined by my faithful and trusty friend John Pico Baby Martin. Pico, <laughs> welcome to Rough Housing. We're back. Um, what it is? We are looking for sponsors. Uh, we got to keep the lights on. We got to pay for these cameras, editing, all this jazz, and also we want to grow. We want to get our message out there. So. Do you feel like you want to be advertising to everyone in financial services, real estate, insurance, who knows what, everything from top to bottom and all of our little wild financial worlds? Then come advertise with us. Check out the show notes, email us, we'll send you a list of tiers and we can get your product placement out there. Doesn't matter how big, how small, preferably big. Thank you so much. And also let's let's share this, let's share this to the world. If you guys like what you see, what you hear, hit the like button, hit the bell. Follow this page, blast it out to your friends. Feel free to share this on social media. The whole point of this is to grow it, give it some legs so it can kind of take off. So go ahead and spread the love. Hit that bell. Ding. Uh, also, um, let's just go ahead and get our disclaimers out of the way here. Have you all been seeing our disclaimers oh, so yeah, far? Oh, yeah, I like okay. it. Very Change thorough. it up a little mm -hmm. bit. Look, you're going to get offended or you're not going to agree or, you know, you're going to be have something wrong with this. Let's just go ahead and stop this relationship now. This isn't going to work. If you want to listen, have a great time with us. We brought some very interesting people here. They're yeah. fun. That's a good word. Let's yeah. have let's have very a good, interesting. very interesting people. Um, let's let's have a great time. Let's not get all bogged down with this stuff. We don't want to read your comments unless they're positive or funny or something mm -hmm. like that. You be the judge, uh, or I will. And um, if you can't handle it, then go on and get. Go on and get. Can I get a communal? Go on now and get. Go on and get. Go on and get. So. <laughs> So kicking this thing off again. Thank y'all for coming. This is this is a blast. Justin and I have been looking forward to this. You know, we 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 this get particular. We we get people from different industries within our career, but um, I I like it when other agents come on, especially salty, savvy agents that we know have some some clout to them, some brass, and get it done. So a little background on us: Nikki, Justin, and I kind of worked in the same hallway downstairs from where we are right now for years. That's kind of how we cultivated. Little seaside, seaside. That's how we cultivated our relationship. Adam and I met. I, I guess we just. How did we run into each other? Redhead Network. We did a deal together. <laughs> yeah, we did a deal together. In Maynard. No shit. Yeah. We did a Maynard deal. And so then we, you know, both both gingers. You know, we just chopped it up, kind of collabed that way. And then from then we've been keeping up with each other and kind of created a relationship. And yep. so that's how we know these beautiful people. We have some history with both of them and. I'm um, excited to hear what they have to say about, about their careers and what they do and shed some light on their perspective. So uh, before we get into that, real quick, it's holiday season, depending on when this airs. Um, it's Christmas time, December 1st today. Uh, that means if you have children, which we all four do, yes. is Elf on the Shelf time, baby. So we were talking about this before we aired. So uh, do you do Elf on the Shelf? I no wonder I didn't know what Elf on the Shelf was. I'm, I'm Jewish, Jewish. So. Oh, okay. So you don't, is it, is it, is it like a... Is it like a uh, what is it a, a schnitzel on a on a stable or something or something like that? Like, 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 yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe. Well, either way. So, are you familiar with what it is? Not really. Can you explain so it? So, first year I did it. Right. This is the first time I did it. I'm in a divorce household, so I have a daughter. She's six. She's at a point now where, in public school, little kids talk about this shit. So they're like, "Hey, where's your elf? You know, if you ain't got an elf, 
you ain't doing it. So pressure's been on for me to get the elf. I've been talking to baby mama. It's essentially two women probably 15 years ago, probably balling, sitting in some yacht right now. They don't even celebrate Christmas anymore because they have so much goddamn money they don't need to. But they created this idea where Santa has his elves that comes to each house. You can't touch them. And I didn't know that you can't touch them until today until I read the book. But they come on December 1st and they watch the kids and they relay their activities and their behavior to Santa. Every night they go back to the North Pole in a magical fashion and wow. tell Santa what's up with said kid. Good, bad, ugly. They, and every morning, it's the parents' job, which is kind of fucking daunting and taxing. So women who created that, Ooh. bravo, but what the fuck? Every night? Couldn't have been a weekly thing? Don't know. Weekly. But every morning, or every night when the kids go to bed, the theory is these elves go back to the North Pole so they have to be in a different kind of status the next morning. So kids expect them every morning when they wake up to be doing something different. And you can get as funky as, I've seen chocolate poop stains on the toilet paper rolls and the elf sitting there like he just shat on the roll. Um, you know, we have a workout room in my house, so I'm gonna have him, you know, getting swole one day, maybe hold himself on the pull-up bar. You know, and every morning when the kid wakes up, the intrigue is they get to see what the elf is doing that day. And so today was day one. You've done them. So you know what's up. Mm -hmm. Tell me the good, bad, ugly. What am I in for here? Okay, I've got a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-week-old. So we've been doing this for a hot minute. We had, to wait, we had to wait for her to, uh, to give birth before we could get her on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, we're going to need to wait just a, just a minute. Um, sorry, i got to have this kid real quick. So Elf on the Shelf, last week, Wayne, our oldest, starts asking. He's like, John's Elf already arrived. I wonder when ours is coming. And I'm like... Probably not till December. We're not starting this any earlier than we when, need to when in the, the Mark Burger these, household. These bitch ass parents start yes. early, put pressure on us. Yes. You know? I'm like, what is John's parents are, they're too cool for school, okay? So our elf arrived this morning, December 1st, and um, brought some advent calendars uh, to start the holiday season, the countdown. Advent? Yes. What is so it's the countdown to Christmas calendar. An advent? Yeah, so it's every day you get right. a surprise. Little, little door. I have no clue what you're talking about. Door. Door. I'm, not, I'm not Jewish, but I don't know. Yeah. It's a little, <laughs> just, Justin little doesn't door. celebrate. Yeah. So <laughs> ours has a little chocolate candy in it. And oh, okay. um, the elf very kindly brought one for the newborn and was like, Mom and Dad can help eat this one since nice. you can't eat yet. But he did notify um, our kids that elves actually can start eating candy as soon as they're born. So they're very lucky. Um, and that's why he got the baby one, but he knows the baby can't eat. So that's why they're so that's small. That's day one. Malnourished. Mm -hmm. Yeah, malnourished. They just eat candy and chocolate. Candy all that's, day. Yeah. that's a lesson to the kids. You gotta eat your vegetables. You know, you gotta have. I'll say, you gotta have a script prepared and a backup plan for when you inevitably forget to move the damn elf. It happens every because year. Because it, it happens every year. year. So, so I'm a I'm a nut. I am a avid planner. I I I will break down every scenario a million times over again. So. I'll, I'll, I'll put that to the test. I don't think I'll miss a day. I have shit already planned out. I've Pinterest this shit. Okay, I got, I got it on deck. I got a list. What? I even mm. bought some props to help me with said list. So, And the cool thing about my setup, I mean, good and bad, depending on your perspective, right? I, divorce household. So I only have to do it half the time. So I have, I have some leadway. You, where, you have time to prepare. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll be able to like tee it up. But to answer your question, so it's, I think it's like, 10, 15 years old. It wasn't around when we were kids. Okay. Yeah. But these two women, they're on the back of the book. Like, they just started and went bananas. They everywhere. went to Shark I mean, Tank. 
Yeah, it's yeah. multi-million dollar, if not more than that deal. You pay 40 bucks or whatever for this elf that probably costs 32 cents to make. By and the way, you have you to don't do have to work buy the, the whole time. You can buy any elf. It, it works just as well. What fine. percentage of Christian folks do this? So, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know if the Christianity the thing. hardcore Baptist ones. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we got we to gotta deal with, I mean, I don't know about that. Chris, but see, this is, this is, this is the mind. I really know nothing about this it. This is the mind folk and how brilliant it is, and maybe your kids They have a Hanukkah version. They do. Do they really? They do. I'm glad I don't know about it. And so it's like, Hanukkah not the holiday that that Christians think it is Hanukkah is like oh it's like it's not that religious it's like less oh, than that, it's kind of like less than Christian? Easter there's like another like, there's like another holiday that's like the big right it's like the big one but I don't know what yeah. it is Yom Kippur Passover <laughs> yeah we just have like eight Man, crazy nights harping on that Adam, Moses Adam story movie? Oh, sorry for spinning. so and so elaborate on that the guy who stretches me um, his name's Mitch he, he's Jewish too he just got back from Chicago he was telling me about kind of their Christmas stuff and he was like his girlfriend is I, I guess Christian and and. Christian Christmas gets intertwined because that's the base of it, but I, I feel like it's just the default, right? It's like whoever whoever's not Jewish is just automatically celebrated Christmas, I guess, right? It's like one or the other, pretty much. But and my kids like celebrating. I mean, we kind of we're we're open to everything. We just love mm -hmm. having fun and celebrating love. Hell do, yeah. do y'all get in kind of like a holiday spirit? We do. We do. During I'm not, December, I'm, I'm not a Grinch. I mean, you're yeah. not going to see me caroling and whatnot. But my wife, her mom was her her, her mom converted, but she grew up with like a Christmas tree. Yeah. So uh, when we first started dating, Rachel was like, hey, can we get like a Christmas tree in our house? And I was like, my grandparents were in the Holocaust. Like we're, oh, we're not, we're not, go we're not going there, but we can do like a little bush. So we did like, like little, like fluorescent, like <laughs> what was, what was going bush. on the Holocaust with Christmas trees? What happened there? Like you know, yeah, a little tiny one. Well, so now is there a Christmas tree in the Zell household? No, but, yep. but, but she decorates. Like we have mm -hmm. like, you know, we're not putting like a, a huge, uh, you know, Jewish star on our on our front door, especially today. But uh, but in general, yeah, we, we celebrate. My wife is like super festive, and but yeah, we celebrate all, all the all the good stuff. Yeah, and, and so kind of, if you don't mind, um, and, and steer it in a different direction, if you will. But can you unpack kind of the how y'all handle the month of December and what celebratory acts y'all do um, in a Jewish household? It's literally just it's presents. Okay. And eating with our our family. Mm -hmm. And when but your girls, they like don't go to public school, so there's not that pressure of them being surrounded by a lot of like Christian households because they go to a Jewish private school. Yeah, as of this year. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. okay, okay, cool. right on, right for on. sure. He's rich, so they go to private school. <laughs> nice, mm -hmm. nice. Uh, well, there's some there's some that. things that you can't avoid, but I imagine it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a one in Rome type of thing. I know there's a, like I know there are different cultures other than Jewish who are not like Christian who are just like yeah well. You know, we're like a fat guy in a red jumpsuit. It's fine. Let's hop yeah. in there. You know, it throws out presents. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Right. Which I'm not even sure. If Santa, I mean, Santa is kind of like a Christmas thing, but I, I don't remember it being in the Bible, even though I didn't read it. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, that that was it's all. I mean, listen, it, it could go, it could go any, it could go anywhere. It could go anywhere. Human nature Santa to create these. All. These Santa's things. his own thing. Well, back back to it. I'm, I'm just intrigued. So, like, when do y'all start like the the present thing and. How does Hanukkah start? Like, is there an eight-day thing? Yeah. Are there different meals you eat per day, or is it no, like kind of like a it's, like it's traditional? Shift? It's, it's pretty flex. You 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 light candles, and it's later in the month mm -hmm. in December. And literally, growing up, the best part about being Jewish was we went to have a great uh, Chinese meal, and yeah. we would go and like watch a, and watch a movie like that. It's more just hanging with the fam and and being like, hey, we're different, but we still have our own traditions, and we still get presents. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's it's cool. funny you say that because I was out talking to Mitch yesterday, and I was like, you know, what 
well, you guys got feast plan. He's like, actually, bro, you know, you know what the, the top Jewish meals on Christmas? He was like, Chinese yep. food. He was like, because they're open yep. and we can go. And I was like, that pecking duck full, what you going to get? And so we, we started chopping it up. That's, That's funny really you say what that. It is. So it's it's all family stuff. That's why I kind of love, I love this time of year. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's cold there, romantic. Yeah, it's the best, dude. It gives you those yeah. little feelies, you know. I, I love it. Me too. Good. Okay, cool. Well, had to get the elf on the wow. shelf thing out. Yeah. What, wow. what, a what, a, what a turn for rough housing. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, let's go. We're, hey, getting, hey. we're getting some exposure. Hey, we're, we're, yeah, we are. To, we, to we got Jewish some holidays Am I the first Jew on the, on the podcast? You Maybe. are... Probably Maybe. the first Jew. At least the, Christopher. the represented one. I mean, like, I don't know if no, anybody's said Jacobs anything. now. Don't don't stare. You're dropping names. I'm calling people what it is. I'm trying to guess who. Definitely not Christmas. Well, and and I'm I'm a a Christmas nerd. I I love. What's your favorite thing about Christmas? The fucking weather, the sights and sounds. Like I'm a fucking nerd. Like I like the music, the Michael Bublé Christmas album. My shit. That thing's gonna be on. Can I hear a little Come bit? On. Oh, I'm, let's we'll save it. I'll save the, the <laughs> viewers. Up, I'll save the viewers. I need some background. I need some warm up. I'm on the spot here, but it's my thing. I love I love the lights. Whenever I got divorced, like I guess it's my second Christmas in my house without like my significant other. And last year was one of the better Christmases I had because there was some time for me as an adult to just be me with like and I dude I went nuts I bought trees I decorated my house for the first time like as a single male you know that could have the resources to actually make it look like I wasn't in college and it was awesome because I would you know light the fire have the fucking lights on drink some wine and just listen to Christmas music like a nerd you know yeah. I mean I dig it every year they like there's some like token movie that they come out with that has some like feeling good stuff Jingle Jangle was mine last year Dope soundtrack. If anybody wants to get down on the Netflix, dope soundtrack. Dope soundtrack. There's a song on my Spotify, Spotify thing. Whatever. On your it, was, it, was, it was. It was one of my wrapped top five songs because I just went ham on it. So I, I love the holidays. You can never catch me in a bad mood unless I'm just running around like a crazy person. But that's why I like it. And I love the weather too. I'm like a fucking polar bear, so I love the cold. Okay, but quick favorite holiday movie. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I favorite holiday movie. I like the more recent Grinch. There was like five mm-hmm. different Grinch movies that mm-hmm. came out, and they're all like ho hum. Jim Carrey's is just strange. It's, Jim Carrey. it's strange. <laughs> well, it's Ron Howard possibly too, and that because he was the director. But uh, the more recent one was fun, and a little like the cartoon movie. one. Yeah, my kids that are always like, I want to see that one. Okay, <laughs> damn, you're all about the Christmas time soundtrack. Music, baby. <laughs> I'm trying, to, but uh, as far as live action ones, I don't know. Sometimes it's a little too syrupy for me. My elf it's all the way. I'll watch it thirty elf. times this month Which one? if I have to. Elf. Elf. elf? It oh, just okay. literally is the greatest. Everyone movie. always loves Will Ferrell on that. Yeah. James Con. Like, we were just talking about James Con yesterday. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, did he go? I think so. Oh no. What about <laughs> TBD? Oh, oh, no. We'll fact check that. <laughs> Daniel, did James Con move move to the next plane of existence? <laughs> I, to my knowledge, he did. Okay, he gone. He gone. I think he's Jewish. Yeah. Okay. Eight, eight crazy nights with Adam and Stan. That's, that's your It's. I mean, it's not really a good movie, but I mean, I cry a few times while I'll watching it. It's, it's. Are it's, you a movie crier? Um, I'm kind I'm of a, a sensitive dude. I'm a movie yeah. I feel shit, dude. Yeah, me too, dude. I, I got. I know no one wants to hear this because I think it's like an awesome movie, but everyone's like talking about the wrong things about it. But the more recent Flash movie. Oh, that was a great got movie. Got me. The like thing that. about the mom and everything like that, I was just like, oh, I did home. Did you, did you see it? I haven't seen it. It's okay. No one it. saw it because they're like Ezra Miller. His off-screen, his off-screen persona is just like no one likes him, and they're trying to cancel him. And I'm like, can y'all just watch this movie? Michael Keaton came I back to play Batman. Would y'all please just give this movie a shot, please? <laughs> oh, right, when did we'll that come out? It in. Came back, uh, summertime. 
Yeah, it's been about Some a year. It's almost been a year. It was pretty good. Oh, the whole DC universe, man. They're starting to mm-hmm. they're starting to pick it up a little bit. I, yeah, I, dude, I'm a I'm a movie buff. I'll watch damn near anything. Aquaman two is looking like a stinker. I'm not sure if I'm gonna go for that. Don't, hey, don't don't judge a book. I love Jason Momoa or, or a movie by its trailer. <laughs> Touche. Well, holiday season. So the, we're humans, right? So let's talk about cool shit. But now let's kind of kick it into um, some stuff. What we do here on this podcast is we like to have a beef for the day. Mm. Things that get us going. Things that wanna, make us want to talk about it. Maybe there's a little bit of fire behind it. Maybe it's just like, hey, this is the flavor of the day. Okay. This okay. is the soup of soup du jour. Frame the beef. So we're going to frame the beef. We're going to give you a little context here. We're going to throw it at one of you guys or gals. Um, so today's beef. What's today's beef, Justin? Today's beef is uh, there was a Washington Post op-ed article. Women in the workforce considered working age 25 to 54th in education are at an all-time high. Bravo. Compared to 2002, thanks in part to an increased number with uh, from higher educa- with higher education, a gain of 16%, changing cultural norms, and different workplace settings due to COVID. Real estate world seems like it's a little bit different from the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Who makes more money in real estate, mm. men or women? Who has an easier time? Adam Zell, you first into the fire. I think women make more money, if I had to guess. I mean, she, she probably makes a lot more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. I think that real estate is a flip-flop from the corporate world. I think that it, it was predominantly a woman-powered industry for so long that because of that generationally, women probably make more money in the industry because it's been a more women-dominated industry until... I don't know when. I Has it been women-dominated? I thought it was I the would, other way around. I thought that I all thought the that things... I feel like all the... I don't know. Ballers I know are like, but we're talking we're to. talking residential right now, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, our, in our in our realm of, of that world, like when I think of like, I mean, I can't act like I'm like knowledgeable on like the national or global scale of real estate, mm-hmm. but when I immediately think of like top five names in Austin real estate, four out of five are women. Probably. Yeah, You're yeah. Right. I would, I would right. say I would I would kind of agree, and I also percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John and I have had this conversation numerous times, multiple times mm-hmm. on who like who would who would have an easier time. I think men kind of have a little bit of a challenge getting in there. Networking is, there's just, I think John's probably one of the best networkers I've ever come across. I'll give you those props. Um, But I don't think that that's an easy skill set for a lot of guys to pick up because we want to be like burly bears and just go hang out in a cave somewhere playing video games. I don't think most guys have great personalities. I think most straight guys, especially, don't have great personalities. They don't have a ton of depth. Mm -hmm. So I think think that works works against us. And And I'm I'm only quasi. Organizational <laughs> skills and organizational skills. I mean, I think For, it's like the, it's like the root core aspects of what make women incredible creatures yeah. on this planet, the most powerful creatures on this planet. They're better people. Say. They will. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, they're sexy and, and good looking, <laughs> and that, that helps. helps. And I mean, it really that does help. Right. It I'll really say, does help. Look, if, if we did, if we did a hey, pick your lineup, and we had just some random Joes and even gals just come sit down like this, don't know shit about anything, <laughs> and you line them up. And you put burly ass dudes like us, and then Nikki's sweet ass right next to it. Like, who would you rather help you navigate and spend time with during a real estate transaction? I bet you nine out of ten would pick you. I'll take it. On that note, I, uh, I regret not having the uh, the monitor set up because uh, one game I've always wanted oh, to play yeah. with our guests is that like choose your choose your preferred realtor from the PT fifty, but you don't get to know their name or oh, their background. Just all you get. Only on books. That would be awesome. <laughs> See, I will say though they. 
I think from an initial like transactional, who would you want to work with standpoint, I agree with that. But I think a challenge for women in real estate is during negotiations, because that's when emotions come into play. And I've been in negotiations with men, women. It's, I mean, we, we all know the dynamic. It's who are you working with? Like if Adam and I do a deal, we're going to call each other and we're going to be like, here's where my client's at. Here's where yours at. Here's where we're going to get it done. I'm going to go tell my client, you tell yours, we're going to move on. But depending on who you're working with on the other side, I have had men before be like, why are you being a bitch about it? Or why are you? And I'm like, I'm just being I'm on the other side of negotiations. I understand where they're coming from right. a little bit. Like, Nikki, Nikki drives a hard, like, hard, hard, like, wedge and, like, just, like, kind of, like, a little bit of masculine energy with it. That's I don't know you, where it comes from. But it's, do. like, but it's, like, you can tell it's just, like, her just picking you off from, like, the top floor. <laughs> just, like, when she comes in, I think I've shown up to your house and you're, like, why haven't you bought this house yet, Rourke? What are your buyers doing? Do they have enough money? See, can they handle this? I'm, like, jeez. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I feel like you've got to kind of match the energy of the transaction. First of all, so you must have been very masculine to work with. So uh, I had to match uh, it. Yeah, but, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Just swing a dick. God, but here also, it comes again. Yeah, you know, this I think is why they're better than us. Yeah, that's right. I think that that's though where in real estate specifically the like male female dynamic is a little different um, is I, negotiations and how emotions can be used against a woman compared to a man. I think so, and we've all closed a, a ton of deals, so we both have we all have perspectives on I've both sides. I closed at least one this year. I think yeah, right <laughs> this year. Best year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing, hey, did it can go either way, bro. I mean, I actually enjoyed kind of some of the reprieve. Um, and we'll get into some of that later, but I, my, my my perspective on it, to be honest with you, and I've worked with so many different kind of people, old, young, men, women, I honestly think I have a more challenging time strong-arming women than I do other men in real estate uh, transactions. Tell me more about strong-arming so, women. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe I she's strong I'm intrigued. Yeah, right. I'm intrigued. Maybe it's because of like my, my Bring own... Bringing my buyers to your listings. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's because of my own emotions, but like I feel like women have just this like ironclad ability like i can bro out with dudes intimidate dudes sometimes if i can tell i can tell within the first 30 seconds of talking to somebody if i can push them around or not just on a phone call how do you like, feel with me you were great you were you were a bro i could yeah. bro out with you yeah i prefer that i prefer building the bridge it's like look we're both trying to get this done we're both yeah. trying to do it women i feel like maybe it's because they have that like I gotta come in here like a boss, and out the gate they're more intimidating, in my opinion. And not not to say that I like cower to them, but I like in a in a spectrum scale, I don't ever really get intimidated by dudes. And I, the the women have a little bit more punch to them whenever it comes to me interacting with them. Maybe because I don't feel like I can I can throw as much weight at them. Maybe there's like a subconscious thing that's like. Be sweet to this gal. She's yeah. a gal, you know. Yeah. But, and maybe, maybe that's on me. But they, I, puff, they puff up a little bit. But here, here's the beautiful thing with my team. My right hands, my little sister. Lexi. I know. And she was so, great. Oh, cool. Oh, she's the best ever. But I think I have a big personality and I have a lot of energy. So I think with some agents, maybe some women, they might be overwhelmed a little bit depending on the day. Yeah. So a lot of my <laughs> language actually goes through Lexi. I'm like Lex. Depending on the yeah. conversation, Lexi make certain calls that I don't make because I think she will do a better job. And is that directed on the gender on either side or just in general? In, in general, but sometimes gender plays maybe a role. Mm -hmm. what, 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 was your, what was your stance on our first interaction? Because our deal was easy, oh. right? Like your boy was an investor, it was yeah. cake, I had these people, they were clients of mine. 
most agents, yeah, regardless of the gender, I feel like most agents just aren't that sharp and aren't that happy. So I, I was like, holy shit, this guy actually has energy. He's alive. He wants to do a deal. And he seems cool. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of myself. See, there we go. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was it was refreshing and I was like, holy shit, now as long as our, our clients aren't assholes, we yep. can get this this deal done. And so, it worked out. Exactly. And it, and it worked out. So not, yeah, you know in the first twenty seconds if it's gonna be a good transaction or if it's gonna be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it depends on if they're coming in, they're swinging or not, how how what abrasive language are mm-hmm. they using? Like I always like I still will give like the pitch in the very beginning just like oh hey by the way I'm like I, I, I love that this is happening hey let's just make sure that we're both clear yes. we're all on the same team right they want to buy we want to sell everyone wants to get here I look forward to doing this deal with you let's just let's just have a great time yeah. and like I just like I'm like cool yeah 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 like but I was like the great time like let's have let's have that to kind of set the tone if it feels like it's contentious even from the beginning mm-hmm. I it's not that it I've had very few deals kind of like bomb out in general because usually if people got all the way up to the plate like they're going to get there you can find a way to kind of uh, navigate it but um but you don't you don't want it to bomb out because of personalities or no. or wrong filters. Sometimes you don't know if it's the seller or the or excuse mm-hmm. the the client or the agent. Um, but you always want to kind of like lead in there, just like let's just plant this positive seed. Yeah, yeah. Right the, con- the conduit shouldn't break the deal. Yeah. And I think that's something that too, like over time, naturally as an agent, we've all learned. Like I will say, starting like I felt that I had like age discrimination. I was in my young twenties starting, and I was a female. And um, I felt that negotiations at the time were like who won, where I think over time we've all realized like this is our job. This is what we do nine mm-hmm. to five. Ideally, after five, if we're working with a good agent and we don't need to do this job anymore, mm-hmm. we can do it during business hours. We can talk. We can just get to the bottom of it and then bring our clients where they need to be and get to closing. But that's what I feel like this year, like the shift in the market and the agents we're working with, it's been like my most enjoyable year in real estate. Really? I think because, yes. Ah, oh, yeah. my gosh. I've loved like my transactions this year. Um, I have one. They've all been, I mean, they've had challenges. A whitewashing happening I've right had, Like, yes, all of them. They've had great. challenges, but, like, again, with really good agents. Like, I just had mm-hmm. one that, like, everything that could go wrong was going wrong that was out of our control. Like, lender timeline, appraisal, unexpected job change, things like this. And that agent was so killer to work with. She was like, I'm not going to let my buyers freak out over a shortage of X amount, which was pretty sizable. And we figured it out. They ordered a new appraisal. We fought for it. You know, we did the thing like instead of I feel like in this market, especially that buyer's agent could have been like, here's where the value came. Come to this or we're done. And she was just so cohesive and great and amazing to work with. Do you think that do you all think that's because that because of the way the market is, the people who got in, even if it was within the last two years or so that now that's receding, they can't. It's hard. It's harder to to find uh, you know clients on either side necessarily. There's less transactions happening overall. Do you think that's kind of filtering out so to where more of the mature, more tenured uh, agents are sticking around? So that way we're going to come across them a little bit more, right? Like mm-hmm. some of these receding tides are just kind of like bringing bringing those deals back to the big. And I know, always say too, dogs. like nothing against like a new agent or anything. I think that the new agents that have newly been licensed and experienced the peak of the pandemic, but just mm-hmm. are good at what they do are still faring really well in this market that understand what I didn't understand when I started. Mm-hmm. That negotiations are truly about like a cohesive transaction and getting to closing for everybody. 
um, and not having that ego or your own thoughts of yourself or how you're handling the transaction in the way. Like those agents that understood that, they got licensed a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, they're still doing great. Like, mm -hmm. so I don't even think it's just a how long you've been in it thing. I think it's like a agent that gets what they're doing and the point of negotiations. Sure. I, I think, think different, different people at different I different think humility is, is kind of, uh, kind of showcase the craft of what we do a little bit yeah. more in transactions as opposed to like this rapid fire you could throw a fucking wet blanket at a wall and see what real estate transaction would stick to it. I think right now there's been, you know, some humble settings. There's people are starting to realize that it's not this just this like fucking honey pot that they're hungry. Mm -hmm. They're hungry <laughs> and people that are actually in it to win it and not these weakened warriors are more prevalent, like what you were saying. But more so I think it's like I think the actual skill of real estate is mm. being showcased. So you have to use your you have to use your people skills. It always bugs me, and I always say this many times when people get in this industry and don't know how to talk to people. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. How how are, are you, you even this? here? Yeah. Like, if you can't have a communicational aspect of what you do, so I think that's being showcased more because the frequency's down. There's less rapid fire. People have more time to sit in what they're doing. It's like you get quality instead of the quantity version of real estate agents right now, which yes. is refreshing, and I think that's gonna persists over the next, you know, at least 12 months, you know, roughly, and it's gonna, it's gonna drain the swamp and do it. But um, on that note too, let, let's, let's chat a little bit about what's going on right now. You know, we're wrapping up this year. Everybody survived, we're still here. We still have gas in our cars, we're, we've got clothes, we've got J's, you can buy some J's now. So Dude, I think, J, I think J, it, man, J, diamond go. studded the diamond J's. Diamond studded J's. I don't even know. I, I don't have diamonds on my J's, what am I doing? I don't know. I haven't lived yet. <laughs> so, yeah. Step it up. <laughs> Two carrots on that. I mean, I mean, you got such a little, just a soft, soothing quality. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's even know. Work on. I was trying to think of uh, Lindsay Selinger. I was trying to think of her uh, jewelry company. I was going to give her a shout out. Okay. Shout uh, out. Lindsay. Lindsay Selinger. Come yeah. advertise on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll I need to get some, I need to get some, some aesthetics Jewels and some studs J's. on my, on Jewels my on J's. J's. That should be her new. There we go. But let's, I want to ask you guys both questions. So, you know, kind of, kind of wrapping up this year i think do we have do we, we don't have another one of these before the end of the year do we are we done after this is this number is this number zero for the Save year the is, this no, is this the last i think i think oh. this is the last one so so let's 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 wrap this up as we wrap up 2023 the the most interesting and kind of i've enjoyed this year because it slowed me down a little bit it's it's gut punched some people that thought they were high and mighty and i enjoyed it <laughs> tell us a little bit snippet What's been the challenges this year? What's put you through? What do you like? What you don't like? Where are we at right now? I mean, let's, yeah. let's get into I mean, the challenges are that my business is probably down good 35, 40%. Okay. Um, Ouch. <laughs> what's your, what, where, where are you at? I don't know. I got to look. Um, I don't want to throw it, out a wrong number like hard, that one time. It's hard to look back when you're crushing. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so the challenging part is that, yeah, we're actually, my family, we're building our dream house right now. Oh, so don't, don't feel too bad for me, but timing is always a mother. And yeah, and so spending all of our money and making half, um, and yeah, a lot of my agents, you know, we were running pretty hot for a few years, but when demand's low, interest rates are high, a lot of my agents are, they're ready to work, but there's not a lot happening. And mm -hmm. as a team lead, you know, I really want everyone to be successful and be positive and be happy because that's kind of how I naturally am. And it's, it's definitely been a challenge. So yeah. I would say money-wise and vibe-wise hasn't been the best year ever. But I think the silver lining is the fact that we've all had more time to spend with our family um, and to actually appreciate what we do. Like, I fucking love being a realtor. It's I love so much my, fun. It's, it's the, the funnest best. job ever. And I honestly think I'm like, 
I don't think like like no bullshit. And you guys are all passionate people. I respect all three of you. Like, I really, really do. I know you guys can feel it. But I feel like oh. when when my my clients sign by your reps or even before that, like no bullshit. I I think I'm gonna go harder for my clients and care more about my clients than anybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. And that makes me feel good. And I know you all feel the same way. Um, so I think this 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 last year has kind of me, uh, kind of made me appreciate just what I do, how I like make a big impact, you know, my team, not just me. Right. We make an impact on a ton of people's lives, buyers and sellers. We have all these events where, you know, kids show up, they're having fun and I don't know, it's it's a it's a great life. I feel like we're we're really making a difference. So I think in the last few years I didn't even have that time to have as much perspective because I was just we're all going and going mm -hmm. and going and now it's like I have more time to just feel it. So, so the bad stuff doesn't feel great, but but the good stuff just feels even better than it ever has. Nice. I, I think I think after the past couple of years of, of redlining the engine for a little bit, it's kind of nice to kind of bring, bring it back down, catch your breath, polish up those systems you've been wanted you've been wanting to do. We all we always need to pivot with the market, and when you are you know John, there was a point in like between 2020 and 2022 June. Uh, we, John and I were just go like every single, there wasn't enough time of the day. Everybody like, was. I, 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 was, I was really running myself into the ground. Weekends were spent out, out scouting and hunting and doing all these other things that now like we have this year, we've, we've, we've created more companies. We've, uh, we've gone and we've gone in uh, the directions that we've wanted to go. We started a creative project, which has been fun. Um, it kind of gave us a chance to kind of make a pivot in that way when the market does get back to where it's going to be It's just kind of like we're gonna see an enhancement of all those things I feel like I yep. I wouldn't have been able to I wouldn't have been able to think about it just been like yeah I can do that. We uh, wouldn't be here right now There's not a chance. No, yeah. um, just for the sake of uh, audio. Oh shit. Uh, no, you can move that see if you can move thing Watch out check, for the, maybe check maybe yeah, one two three I want those deep baritone sounds out of you. Yeah, but you can move it if you want you just watch Watch out for your for your jizz. Better. So um, so Nikki, flip the script. Where are we yeah. at? How you looking? Uh, I like I said, this has been my most enjoyable year in the business. I think for me personally, it's because I'm the most confident in what I do and how I do it this year. I feel that I've finally been through both sides of a market, and I can speak to that personally and professionally um, through being in the craziest market that I think any agent that's even been in this 50 years has ever experienced to now being in a market shift and being able to speak to actually producing in both of those markets and what it looked like boots on the ground, I think brings a lot of confidence to what I do, which is helpful. Um, and again, I think you know, I love one of our colleagues, Eric Bramlett, puts out great stats and there's just shy of 20,000 agents, but just shy of 400 of them have done at least, I think it was 14 transactions as of mid-October. Mm -hmm. And so that shows like really the top 250 agents that we're working with. It's easy in our job, like to Adam's point, I love people. Like I love talking to people. I love helping people more than anything. And for somebody that loves people, it's not hard to know 250 people. Right. And I feel like really, if I had to write them down, I could write down at least 200 of those names. And I always tell my clients, like the greatest part of working with me is the love that I have for these other top agents to get a deal done for you. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna find what you want in the way um, and work the transaction in the way that it's needed for you. Um, to obtain your goal at the end of the day. And so it's just been really an enjoyable year. Yeah, production isn't as high as it's been in past years, but to be honest for me, I 
just was like blown away and I was like I gotta make it while it's good because real estate changes but I can't even still grasp the amount of success that I was lucky enough to have during that time you also grew a human yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you know, where my life was at when I started in this industry to where it's at today. I just am like, I can't even believe like how lucky I've been. But then I have to remind myself something I tell my kids, like, it's not luck. Like luck isn't really what happens in life. It's hard work. And yeah. so what is I'm that? like, I've worked really hard. What's that phrase is like luck is when opportunity and preparation meet. Like you couldn't have opportunity can be there, but if you're not prepared for it, then you mm-hmm. just butter it. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've been able to finally set back this year again to Adam's point, like recognize mm-hmm. and soak in the emotion and be able to spend more time with my family, kind of pivot on systems, have a really great plan in place with my team so that when we inevitably get busy again, I can still have more of a work-life balance than I was able to during the crazy. Well, that's, that's the fun part when you get when you get a little bit further down the line. It's like yeah. John and I are noticing like we've got y'all y'all can't see behind these cameras, but we've got an amazing staff uh, behind us over here helping helping us uh, keep you know keep all the machines oiled and everything humming. Um, but, but I do want to get back to uh, you. Did came in when 20... 2015. Tw- no, mm-hmm. damn, you're in twenty fifteen. That was your first year. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, she's wow. crushing it. And I want to highlight. Um, Adam and Nikki both run both run their respective teams. They're they've got, team, they've got agents the underneath them. They've got admin yeah, staff the underneath them. Um, you know, they 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 do deals. They also run people, which I think sometimes is like I I love the thrill of the hunt. I never want to let it go. It's 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 so much fun. Like work with clients, finding properties, selling properties, doing those things. Um, but but one of my bigger challenges is just navigating people and agents are whiny and and all these other all these other things you kind of have to navigate as being a a manager a business owner all these other things like it's it's challenging but it's a it's a fun part to get to in that stage of our careers it's amazing that from 2015 yeah y'all y'all are both hustlers and and this year's been uh, echo off both y'all it's been phenomenal this this fragile little life we live on this linear timeline that just is a fucking blip (laughs) of existence it, it it it's an emotional thing to me it's like you know we, we run a gun so much and it's like this little reprieve of like you know what we do is an aggregate over our lifetime we're gonna have peaks and valleys you know at the end of the day the true hustlers are gonna keep moving no matter if it's through through muddy waters or clear skies man we're gonna keep pushing but the 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 everybody's perspective is the same the beauty is is that we've had some downtime we've been able to reflect i've gotten some pieces of my life back that has have been enjoyable. I had a, had a snafu on a deal. I kind of fucked some stuff up last night and had a little panic moment. <laughs> and How it, bad? It, nothing Not bad. bad. We, <laughs> I worked it out. It was fine. We fixed it, as we always do. But when I picked up my daughter, it was in this flux of emotions. And mm-hmm. I, I was less inclined to give her my attention. I was less inclined to give her me, the whole, whole me. And she could feel it. I could see the fucking shift in her head, like when she knew that I was high strong. And then that kind of shocked me a little bit. And I was like, shut the fuck <clears> up, John. Put pay attention to your daughter. If if you if this crumbles and it goes to shit, who gives a fuck? Yep. You know, and, and I think that's the beautiful part about looking back on this stuff. It's like that was able. I was able to kind of get a little shock and reset, put my attention on her, and that calmed me down and it and it made me a little bit more grounded. And everything worked out as it always fucking does, no matter what. I mean, that's that's a scale, right? It's a sliding scale of what is working out. But it always fucking works out. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. And that's being an entrepreneur, too. Just mm-hmm. the fact that we don't have control over a lot of things. But yeah. we have control about of us getting better and stepping up to the plate every day. And I honestly feel like all of us, like 2024, like, obviously, there, it's not all going to be, like, easy sailing. But 
I feel like we're all in a, in a good spot because we've had to struggle a little bit more this year. And, and by struggle, I'm looking at around. I mean, we're, we're doing, you know, together all over. Yeah, bling and Jays. You're struggling. Right. Jays. We're doing all right. I don't think anyone's going to feel bad for any of us. No. But, but and it's everything. And they shouldn't. Well, go, perspective's yeah. everything, right? It's like your perspective dictates the way you feel, how you act, everything. And it's like, I think what's really cool about our job, though, and, like, to your point of, like, nobody should feel bad for us is also, like, the self-recognition of in this job, your production, which people view as your success, is solely based on like each individual person, how you handle your business, how you talk to people, how you treat people, how you serve people. At the end of the day, we're in a service industry, which is what I grew up in was a service industry based household. And I think that that's just played into like what I do for a living so much. And I think it's important that like finally being able to step back and remind myself sometimes of like all the pressures we put on ourselves when we mess up or we this or that, like I'm human. Like yeah. surely somebody in another job that's as successful or making what we're making also has made a mistake today. Like well, I'm not the only one. No, no pressure, if you, no if you, yeah. So if, if it's the other side and you work, you work for, uh, you work for a company. Like if there's a if there's a mess up there, yeah, certainly it can have ramifications. But that but that liability is kind of spread to the company versus yes. when you're an entrepreneur and you you make a mistake and and like we've all we've all been there. It sounds like we're we're growing, but like there's some days you're just like, man, I just like I suck. Yeah. <laughs> and you like just go back and you and you harbor that because you you are kind of running with the spear uh, spear tip and that that. That's hard, but it, but it's a part. It's a part of that growth. And I was going to say earlier, because of these challenges, because you get to see market shifts, because we kind of go through these waves of up and ups and downs, we need those to be able to know how to handle the next one and yep. all these other challenges. So that way we're ready. We didn't spend our time sitting there just wallowing or or wasting our time. We John and I, this year we went and, and got some different things done, like some of the stuff that we thought let's put these in place so for when it comes back. Like we've got we've got some stability here. Let's pivot and make those pivots. Um, I, I think that if you're fresh, you're going to say, "I'm just going to keep doing what I'm, what I've always been doing." Mm -hmm. and that's that. Now's been, the time. That's boring. Yeah, it is. That's boring. boring. I have a too. question. Three years ago, did anyone ever say the word pivot? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Ross, Ross on Ross friends. Did he pivot? Pivot. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's a common phrase. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to take, uh, take this to a new, new direction here. Recently. And this is another article I looked up. We're getting a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We're getting a little He's more getting relevant. Nerdy. A little more relevant. Uh, there's an Inman uh, news article. Uh, the nation's largest title insurer was hit by a ransomware attack. Fidelity National Financial, uh, the nation's biggest title insurer, continues to cope. And this is from from that's why again. Austin Titles yes. servers were out for a week and oh, a half. God. Continues to cope really with the why? impacts yeah. of a reported ransomware attack that left the company's public-facing website dark Monday and is disrupting the provision of title and escrow services. FNF had previously disclosed on November 21st that it had recently become aware of the incident but did not provide the data. Uh, as part of its containment measures, the company said last week that it had blocked access to uh, certain systems, which resulted in the disruptions to our business, including company's title insurance, escrow, and mortgage transaction services. I couldn't. That was the deal that I, I we we executed. I think Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And you know, I, my title reps are also title, but this dude's title reps are also title too. So I, we had that battle, but we didn't land it on his. But um, we. We couldn't fucking get anything from them. We yeah. did wires, and they couldn't tell us if it was there or not. They were like their emails weren't going Same. through. I, I still. And I forgot Fidelity bought Austin Title like a year or so ago, like a year and a half ago. I think they bought them 
When you say yes to, is that is that the we had a yeah, deal under We had a deal under contract oh, with Austin okay. Title, yeah. and we you didn't know shit. You were in the dark. We, we didn't know shit. Which I do want to. I do want to give a shout out. I I fucking love Austin Title. I love Austin Title. Austin Title. Love you. Tiffany. Y'all are great. You're all awesome. Joy Martin's <laughs> the the shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was that was challenging. So that I didn't know that that was that fun. So it was, was a like, ransomware. I was like, why, like, so I'm getting I was like, why don't y'all so get y'all's nerds to go fix this? What's happening? I was nerds. Like, great like, nerds. What are you doing? So my 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 postulate to the group here is. How would this affect your decision on title companies and their services? Why do these people keep getting hit with so, like ransomware and wire fraud shit? Like this seems like a real shaky thing right now, and I don't want it, I don't want the title world to be disrupted. But like, man, now we now what do we what do we do in our spot as far as who we're choosing, what we're doing? And it's not just Austin Title. I think it's Chicago Title too. These people own a whole bunch of title networks. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like there's money. It sounds Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nikki, are you? Do you have? Do you have your own title services? What's going on here? What are you doing? You start a title company? company? No. That's your title. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, to your question of how it would affect who I work with, it wouldn't, um, because I've realized in my business when uncontrollable things out of my power happen and I get blamed for them, there's no worse feeling. And so they can't control that that happened. They put out communication about it um, and said, hey, our email servers are down. We didn't know the extent of it initially, I'll say, but I don't know if they did either locally. They probably um, didn't even tell yeah, people yeah, that's the bottom. So, so no. I, I really am like in this mindset, I think of like this karma because of the amount of pressure and stress that I've put on myself and things that happen, things go wrong. I get blamed for things out of my control. My client asked why I didn't warn him about something that I would have never imagined happening. That, right. That sucks that that happened, but it happens to companies every single day. And these are incredibly intelligent scammers um, that that's what they do. Oh, the, uh, uh, the same the same group no, was noted for going after Boeing and for a lot of, and for a lot of other ones. They're, they're just picking these high high profile targets. Yeah. And so I think it's a super crappy situation, but no blame at all mm-hmm. um, on the title company, the local title company, the national affiliate at all from me and it would not affect if I chose to work with them in the future or not. My biggest thing would be my title rep relationship and hey, let's communicate let's to each call you. side. Yeah, yeah. What's up. And like make sure that they understand what's happening, the extent of what you all know and let's be transparent and honest. And then we I would my mind would immediately go to like, okay, how is this gonna impact the transaction? Is the buyer's interest rate um, going to expire if we don't close by the closing date? Right. If so, who's paying that fee to extend it? And I would really be in like solution mode of like let's just start to talk through the what ifs and who is going to, if there's a financial impact, be bearing that expense as a result of this issue. Um, which I think is our job. And so I wouldn't be blaming the title. I'd be like, what are the potential issues this is causing and how do we get to the end still? Well it's like it's like the I always look at it as like the day and age that we live in now. It's like this technological age of, of Skynet and we've had we've had little workings of these within our podcast about where we talk about technology and how crazy it is. I'm a weird nut. I don't I think, understand how it works. I think I think there's a technological <laughs> singularity that one day we're fucked, like Skynet's real <laughs> Terminator's happening. But the 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 point is that these are inevitable things. It's like it's like back in the day in, in 1800s, if a stagecoach got robbed that was carrying important documents from one entity to the next, it's, it's, the very, it's very similar coaches. to that. Yeah, stagecoach. Yeah. It's basically, a stagecoach just just got robbed. Yeah. So it's like, you know, where, where do you draw the line? But you're right. I, I I was I was 
perplexed and a little 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 mad because it wasn't my folks. I know my Austin title people would have called me, they would have texted me, they would have said, "Hey, sorry, homie, let's let's figure this out." I also want to give a shout out to uh, Texas National Title. We just had on uh, Tracy Blair uh, on the last podcast, and we love Texas National Title as well. So I put it up. That was a that was an afterthought that just inserted Justin's brain. Yeah, a, don't want to make sure that we just had a podcast <laughs> with her. I don't want to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's about communication. On that note, too, I don't care if shit happens. Communicate yep. with me on every fucking thing That's that right. I do. I don't. Life. I've, 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 life. life. Period. I will punch you to the curb if you don't communicate efficiently yes. and the way that I need you to. Yes. I don't give a shit what you're doing. I don't care. If I don't care if it's shit right. or I don't not. Care. Right. Don't, for, two two rules in my book: don't assume. And fucking communicate with me. And yep. it's like, if you have to tell me that you're going to come tomorrow to my house and shit on my front porch, you tell me that. Well, it's a, yep. it, it breaks it breaks the trust when those things don't well, happen. And, that, if you're like, work, and if you're working with these vendors, lender, title, whoever... If you break if you break the trust, then then I'm I'm not coming back. Don't Everybody's come to going porch. to make a mistake. Go I'm going to make them. I've made them. I'm going to continue to make them. And so is my title rep, my lender. Everybody's going to miss a deadline or a detail or this or that. My clients make mistakes sometimes. They go out and open lines of credit or do things that you know they don't realize. But just let me know so then I can get in my solution mode and have enough adequate time to address the situation and get this where it needs to go. Instead, like, of, z- instead of zero hour. Um, yes. One. So one thing that my mind was going to when I was reading this article, I heard about it on, on a YouTube thing and then I read about it on Inman the next day, um, was it because these title companies are owned by these bigger groups that own multiple title companies now when they're that big like the it's really my question comes from like big or small right the the there's some there's some inherent challenges with small title companies like if you go yep. to like Luling, San Marcos, Lockhart, they've got like one, maybe two title companies over there. Those are those are those are probably Betsy. Them up. That's you in that front of the front has office Betsy. Betsy, you know, just like um, which she gives you some cookies every time you go there. If they've been there for a long time, then that's what you want to see out of these out of these smaller companies. Like, hey, I want to know that you're gonna be around in the next fifty years in case I have to go collect on this title insurance. Um, but these bigger companies start gobbling up like Stewart and Fidelity, they start gobbling up all these other title companies, but then that, that kind of puts a target on your back from these spamware people and wire fraud and all these other things. I think it's, it's I, I think it kind of, it's, I think it's, it's, it kind of touches it. Otherwise, if it wasn't, if there wasn't as big of a payoff, would the cyber attacks even occur? Right? Because I didn't, well, I didn't the, see... So I you're talking see, stay, stay micro or go macro? I mean, that's the question about any micro industry macro. of... Any industry. It's like you... The macro is inevitable, like Thanos. I mean, it will happen. Any any little seed that grows to something will get gobbled up by the bigger fish. But uh, just just curious, have y'all done like some rural transactions with like some small town title companies, oh, yeah. dude? It's yes. a tits. I've done a few of them, a handful of them. It's so cool because like these title people that work at this office know everybody. They're so, so they, much nicer. Oh and they're real my gosh, sweet. the house that you're selling, they're like, oh, when oh, Jim yeah, Bob used yeah, to live yeah, there, exactly. I'm like. That's what I was gonna say. Like I've, I've done some stuff in like you know Luling and Seguin, you know, and like these. You walk in there, and it's like you go into these little cool little. They all smell the same too. They got this like kind of <laughs> like been the office like hundred years. Yeah. Smell, it feels know? like 1988. Yeah. It does. It does. It, even yes. like the, the like the hue of the lights are like that orange. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like you, you walk in there and you just 
you do it and they all know each other it's like oh yeah you're selling Jimbo's land huh mm-hmm. it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like oh boy I used to have high school parties back there yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> that shit I love that sorry right. but not, I think the, 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 the large scale there's that those, like, those are fun yeah yeah they are but we all have our title reps we all have our people like the people that we know that we like you know work with and so it still has that small personal feel to it you know beef on this and Justin and I talk about this all the time I'm gonna ask you first because I want to hear some words from you but whenever so title reps and preferred title listing agents they they represent theirs I always I try to use our folks just because I want to you know grease the wheel obviously in today's market that's more of a buyer's market Um, say you're repping a buyer you write a contract listing agent has a preferred title rep on the contract sellers are paying for title policy but you put your title folks right they come back to you and say since we're paying for title we're going to use our folks do you fight back on that it depends how aggressive we're being with the other terms Mm -hmm. i think it's the big big picture stuff if we're getting 10 percent off and you know everything else is to our advantage i'm probably not going to fight it so i think it's a little you don't want to feel like you're completely you don't die on that hill. Yeah, right. I won't yeah. die. Yeah, I'm not going to ruin a deal over over that. Same. Sure. Same. We, he, he's a little bit more bullish about it. He, he gets, well, he gets, I always think just, everything deserves negotiations <laughs> and and the folks. The fo- I, I choose title companies for the people that I love it when when I reach out and everybody knows my name. They know how we lie things done, and I can rely on them. You for go to, sure. You go to some it, other it group or some other group that you've been burned by the, by the past. And this person, but, how, but are you going like, to lose a deal over it? No, 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 no. But but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I'm not going to try. We'll still fight. I'm not going to John Crow. John Crow actually has a wonderful story about me trying to go in and like negotiate shit over off. Max. So if I so arguments like this scenario where we're like 30k yeah. below their asking right. price, want them to fix some shit. Right. You know, long option. Hey, you choose to pay title. You choose title company before you title. They're paying title. I'm like, Joy Martin's awesome title. And just like, he was, he was like, we're good with it if you switch to our title company. And I even fired back on the text. I was like, no, these folks really want to use these people. They're they're all about. I like to ask, does your seller have a relationship with them? Can always, I always ask that first. This? Yeah, always ask because first. Because it has nothing to do with the seller. It's exactly. a fucking agent. Exactly. You're not talking to the seller. Mind. That's, exactly. that's, that's, that's the negative seller. thinking. It, all you're doing is asking a question. So you're strong on them. I'll that's ask, does your seller have a relationship? And I'll say, strong. I'll even point out, like, yes, while I'm asking your seller to pay for it, it's my client's insurance policy. And I want to be sure if they ever have a claim, they can use me. Is a touch point to connect with like them. That. Yeah. See, but it's two awesome titles. What if it was a no name? I'm the best negotiator in the room. Clearly, take note. She's the only woman. Hey, back to the point. Anyways, like that's a great point. We all know some people who were or were not in this building who might have started a title company that is now no longer in existence. But that was wire fraud. That was wire fraud. Doesn't matter. They're not here they're anymore. Not what did it start with? A million dollars. <laughs> a million doesn't, dollars. Doesn't matter. They're not here anymore. <laughs> and they're not the only one. They're not the only one. And it, and it doesn't hurt to say, hey, do you have, do you have, hold on, do you have a, do you have a previous relationship? Does your, do your folks have a relationship with them? Why do you like them? Uh, and then second, my, my, so we're going to get through this battery of, of, of things, but I would say, okay, hey, look, I know that they're your top. 
I've obviously shown you my, my top group. Shown Look, if mine. we can't agree on our top people, who's your secondary? Here, I can put up this other group. Why would you do that? that? Because I'm negotiating. That's nonsensical. Because I'm negotiating. And, and I I'll even say, hey, what's your, what's your secondary? Can we can we come to an agreement? You don't always get who you want, so who do you like? Who do you go to after that? So you, you can't have to do you typically negotiate more with title companies than you do with like pricing <laughs> yeah, and other that's terms? That's, that's my no, point. No, 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 no. I'm we'll we'll figure, down right. we'll figure, we'll figure everything out. Don't worry. But I'm just saying, the way you I'm not focused on, I'm not focused on the tiny things. But I'm but saying like, out of all the terms, is that like near the top or like middle <laughs> or bottom? Everything's on, everything's he, he, on the table, Adam. He, he doesn't care. Everything's on the table. For sure, for sure. But what's the most important thing? Most important thing is getting the deal done. Second, second to that is, is getting it to a spot to where I'm going to feel more confident with the outcome. So that, that's he's something about I also the, He's talking about the little, little nuances, price, terms. I like just always it, like to give well, the one back. To, to, yes. to, to me, it's like, to me, back to that building, the bridge, I'm a big tug and pull negotiator, right? Like, I will, I will give, pulling and tugging and tugging and pulling. I will give you a little bit of a What are you doing on there? I will give you a little sugar on the front end just to go back to it and be like, no, we did this. You know that I have a little ice on it. That's where I worry about ones like this you give a little sugar it's like See, this is, that, this that, is that inch, that's a she's justin gonna inch perspective it. she's gonna inch that's it a justin inch, perspective. Inch, inch, justin's inch, always inch, up against the ropes justin's i'm like look at this guy katie you, let's go yeah. uh, so uh like i'll I, tr I try not to bring this up but occasionally i practice the the martial art of jujitsu and uh thank you for that woo um but uh they always say like they always say like every sort of like little spar that you do is an interaction or a conflict or a negotiation. When they said that, I was like, oh, I like how you said that. And then you start off with just like, all right, cool, let's do this. And then it's like, the first things first is like, even you're, you're not gonna like go up and tackle someone. You're not gonna like double axle sow cow over the person. You're just gonna start off with just like a little tiny grip. But that may not be that may not be the end thing. I'm gonna grab over here. I'm gonna grab over here. I'm gonna start moving. But my just the tiniest little things are gonna set in play another plan that's happening later on down the way. So it's not just the it's the big picture for sure. But it's kind of like how do we start this off? Even asking the questions is getting a response, a communication from this other person. What can I get away with? What can I not get away for with? For sure. So there's and there's a more psychological aspect. I don't want to just be like, they, hey, I'm just like trying like, to be, you know, trying to be, you know, I think everybody has a different vibe somewhere. though, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like at a certain point, people, they're either going to respect me or they're not. And if they mm -hmm. want it to be a good situation, totally. they're just going to they're gonna behave. And, and again, looking back on most things, and I will, I will, I will die on this hill, I never am discounted or put in a bad position by being sweet and nice from the yeah. beginning and every single time. And it's that's like, what that, I don't... That's my response to it. It's like I've had a few deals where I've gone in there like a bull and like yeah. then I'll need them throughout the process yep. to actually do something for me. I'm like, well, I fucked that up. Well, you know, here's but then, like then the way that I'll position it though is like not like a bullish, like you've got to do it my way. It's just like, hey, I want to explain why I put my preferred title company in there. The market currently demands that the seller in this area pay for the title policy in my experience. And so I didn't think that that was out of line. And the reason I put my company is because God forbid my buyer actually need to use it in the future. I want to be able to assist with that process. And I just don't know this company that you've put in or this person. And I'd hate to this be in that Austin situation. This is Austin Title versus Austin Title. And they're like, Titles open too. Yeah, and, they're, Titles and open most times, honestly, the response, the agents are kind of caught off guard by that. And they're like, 
oh, that makes sense. I'll talk to my seller about it. I like that. I, that's and a different so it's like, hey, I'm not trying to be like, hey, this is my company and who I work with. And right. it's like, this is, no, my Stop focus it. is the client. And if the client needs to use this service, I'd like to be able to <laughs> help them. So, oh. John, you're saying that uh, that the point's a good point. It's just that I have to be a hot blonde to get my message through. Right. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, right it definitely helps. I have to be cute. Yeah, helps. Right. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I have to be cute. I, 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 have tend, to, I tend to concede more if you're right. a hot blonde. I want to go back and see on our deal. This is why I'm always on this I, I never thought about well, it. I guess if I was listening, it was probably it was probably it was my, my fault. Nick, he's like, can we FaceTime yeah, about this real fast? Yeah, we should go back. Yeah, like yeah we'll look and see. But yours, y'all, y'all were all cash, dude. You came in yeah. there two week clothes, yeah. easy peasy. Can we not divulge so secrets? I probably would have done some things on the podcast. Real, real talk. This is going on YouTube. You own a title company. You're CEO of a title company. You wake up in the morning. You get your coffee. You yawn and you're like, you check in. You turn on your computer. Like, I just fucking had a million dollars get wired overseas in a fraud. How do you? I would have. I think I would have passed. I'm out. sure. I'm sure there's insurance for title companies, for, like wire fraud. And, 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 and the person I'm thinking it doesn't about, matter. The person I'm thinking about, he's still, he's still trucking. He's doing fine. I know, but he's still, 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 he had to have lost a little bit of sleep on that one. I mean, that one—that's a stressful day. That might have been a day. Mm-hmm. That might have been mm-hmm. a day. You're, you're hitting. I'd be going straight. Yeah, to meanwhile, my bar every panel. time John and I get in contact with like a title company, I'm like, I'm not using your third-party bullshit email website that you like hide emails in or, or the whatever. So it's yes. funny you say that. Like I that is my that is our one preach when we go into it. I'm not using some bullshit. I can't. Pass I'm sorry. We love you guys. I'm on my phone. I want to see a goddamn PDF. I mean, I want to see the fucking PDF. I need to be able to just open an email and read what's happening. When they're sending things that aren't financial through quality, it's like just. Just have it be. Send me the email. Just, <laughs> just, hey, I just want to see the title commitment. Why am I going here? Why are you emailing me messages through this thing yep. that are time sensitive? That I, dude, I'm not going to remember every single login on the fly. I'm on my phone. Like now, I've got a login for my phone, and your mobile version sucks. What are we doing? Like, yep. Is it my yeah. team email? Is it my email? That, is it my assistant's email? And that will make me choose which title company I'm going to work with. Uh, if they're like, if I'm like, nope, those people like. Are we should send this to Qualia. every title company. Yeah. Title company, if you're listening, please. Qualia, Qualia, yeah, or just put anything financial in there. Everything yes. else, like communication. Wiring instructions encrypted. Yeah. No problem. Great. Qualia. Yeah. <laughs> Quality gets burned down to just two emails. Your closing statement and your wiring instructions. Yeah. That's it. It's the worst. Yeah. It's like, uh-uh. I ain't doing I that again. Yeah, yeah, I ain't doing that again. Just delete it. No worries. In light of fidelity over here, they're gonna, now it's just probably people are going to tighten up a little bit harder. Yeah. Right? That's that's toy. That's the shame about it. Toy like a toy gun. I know. So. Well, you know what, guys? This has been great. we got about 15 minutes. Um, I'm, I'm the timekeeper. I sit over here and just, just watch the clock. That's sure what you have that watch. We used to do a uh, like R- two-hour R- long really? ones. That wish, dude. I actually, you know what? I don't, I don't spend money on watches. I have a bunch of these like movements or MVMT. It's like a like a website deal. I have a bunch of them that I like different colors and stuff. But Gun always busts my body. He's like, "You're not a real man. You <laughs> spend fifteen grand on a watch." I was like, "You're an idiot if you spend fifteen grand on a watch. I'd rather go buy a car." You know, a depreciating like, asset yeah. over a potential appreciating. <laughs> right, yeah. So we always bust yeah. each other's balls. Is the watch resale market like real hot? Depending there, on what there, you have. There is no shortages of watches. There is a niche for but Rolex only. No, there's no. a whole fucking bag of them. There's oh, a lot. There's a lot. There's, I, I also know a dude who sells uh, WWF shirts from like t-shirts from the 80s and he says there's a hot market on it. It only depends Shaw. on who's going <laughs> to buy it, right? The post-apocalyptic world, no one gives a shit about that watch. Time is over. True. Yeah. So. True. True. Uh, but before we go, any, you know, 
going into this holiday season and wrapping this shit up, what are you guys kind of excited for for next year? Y'all got anything big coming up in y'all's industries? Y'all change anything in y'all's little teams? Is, are y'all kind of thinning out? Nikki's opening a title company from what I'm <laughs> understanding. Yeah. So, what, so when are we going to be able to roll that out? Never. Uh, Adam, should we make our announcement? or? Yeah, why don't you, why don't you do it? No, since, since one day, better. one day, me and Adam, we're going to be we're gonna be a power team here, but it's not today. Are y'all talking about it? Will y'all, make, will y'all make the announcement on the Rough Housing Podcast when you do? Okay, all right. Well, can Deal? I get that commit from, for y'all, from y'all? Okay. So we, already, we already had other guests give some big uh, reveals. One guest who I told you I was scouting earlier who has some big announcements, I'm like, I want you to save that for the sink. Give it. Okay. So let's be the place. So the, let's be the, the place. So compass, right? Both of y'all yes. yep. still mm-hmm. holding it down. Y'all, yeah. y'all enjoy the compass regime. We do. Yeah. It kind of came in hot. Do they swing? They swing a big dick. Yeah. The, the compass regime, and I, 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 I love interacting with most agents, but I feel like most compass agents are, are savvy. Like they know what's up. And for the like, most, part. yeah. They grab big dogs, don't they? they grab big yeah, dogs. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you can speak to it. I mean, there's I, I, how many of the top platinum top fifty are like compass yeah. agents? Probably and elite thirty percent, or I don't yeah. know. So they get it's a great brokerage, but there's good agents at every brokerage that we enjoy working with. But I think big stuff next year. Um, honestly, just for me, like having all my same staff and players on my team is a win for this year. Yeah. I've seen a lot of shift in the market. A lot of people who I, you know, put their admin on an email. Unfortunately, they're not there anymore. They um, and so that's my biggest thing is just being able to support my team during the shift and get into next year strong. Yeah, yeah I think back to the basics too. Yeah, a, a lot of teams, they add, they subtract pretty quickly, mm-hmm. uh, but similar sentiment. Yeah, we had 10 agents two years ago, or 10 people, nine agents marketing person as well and we still have 10 folks so the nice. same, yeah. same people yeah. here. still rocking and rolling yeah dude Joaquin, boy. Joaquin's yeah. crushing yeah, yeah. He's he Sanchez, hey, shout out to Joaquin yeah. Sanchez he's, he's the man he's a good he's okay, a good Jen guy Butterick. <laughs> Jen yeah, Butterick who's now a, a broker she's married, she's married that's right she's married, she's married. She's a broker however oh, I, uh, so we went to high school with Joaquin and um, I and he's older than us and he hasn't aged a day no he looks great I'm concerned he's a vampire I want to make sure that he's eating solid he's still 18 so are y'all still are y'all in the same building Building. We are, yeah. So, so we're right across. Like you, you know the hip hip parade bullshit from Keller Williams. I, love, I like. Keller, I was about to say rest in peace, peace Keller Williams, but I love oh. Keller Williams. I love this building. It's done a lot of great things for us. One thing I don't adopt normally is all the stuff that goes on within the walls of Keller Williams and the different aspects of how to promote yourself and motivate yourself through their teachings. Yep. What's the compass side of that? Is it? That's so. It is way different. I'll say, um, like the compass juice, if you will. Uh, it's more like there's coaching opportunities and things, but at a different level of knowing, I think the caliber of agent generally at Compass is like, it's catered to the reality of not like breaking it down at like such a level of like, okay, the market shifted, here's one, two, three. It's like, hey, we know you're all still producing. Even though you still are, here's some things that you might be focusing on in this market as a produ- is still being a producer, I'd thousand, say. thousand percent. Yeah. I think there's a ton and of support. And they're not, like, I don't feel that like they're, they're like, all over you. sale, sale, sale. Yeah, like, buy the compass right. this or do this or do that. It like, it's very, like it we are here to support you no. and we have these options if you'd like right. to use them. But for me personally, it's like the draw of compass is, one, being around that caliber of agent to make myself better. Um, Adam's down the hall for me. How we can I ever met. leave? I don't <laughs> well, know. On, on that note, too, and I, I have a request for you from both of us. So we get uh, 80% of our property management business from other big agencies and brokerages. We've mm-hmm. got a lot from this building. I've been, We have both been trying to carve our way into the compass vein. 
Can y'all set us up so we can do our pitch? The deal with us and our management company, we're very protective over your client relationships. Yep. Like the, the hesitance, and you and I have had this conversation yeah. before. We, I don't want you to send me somebody that you think that when they call me and ring the bell to sell their property because I'm hovering over it right. more than you are because of the intricacies of the management, I will always point them back to you. I cannot tell you how many dialogues we have both had with landlords that say, hey, we want you to sell a portfolio. It could be a, a huge paycheck for us. We say, nope, you got to go back to your source. Go get it. What do we need to do to get into the... One, into workings who's your sales manager? Greg Ward. Okay, cool. Mine's Steven. So we'll get two of them, get a convo yeah. going. We'll and come, they're we'll both bring awesome. Out, we'll bring out a nice And two, also, I would say, I think that Compass, compared to most brokerages, like, there's just not a lot of that business also. Like, I, I don't I'll I think come that, through it, my friend. You there, think there, there is? There is. There's, so I, I, did a, I did a deal with the highest price house I've ever sold. She was a Compass agent. She's got a lot of luxury no property management. There. Property <laughs> management company. And I, I've talked to about three in the luxury realm. And, and you guys know how it goes. The ones that are in the niche of luxury, they all fucking know each other. It's like they, I did a couple broker opens over there at that neighborhood. I swear to God, everybody that what walked in, Rollingwood, I mean, just everybody that mm -hmm. walked in, they all knew each other. It was wild, dude. It was like, they were always like, oh, what's up, Pat? What's up? You know, it was like, I'll see you there. You know, one of them was like a, he like created the Tesla of Austin Club. Like it, it, all cool nah. cats, all cool cats, really sweet. And the girl I worked with, mucho respect for her. She was an OG, dude. She was been in the game for a minute. But like, we want to get into that. And we're not some fly-by-night fucking management company. Our, our highest lease is $15,000. So I mean, yeah. like we we have- How every, many doors do you have? It's almost 700. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, so also, we're also we'll jumping a little bit to commercial, managers. and we're starting an HOA yeah. uh, division next year. Yeah, and and and, so and some commercial there. management. So we're we're getting into it. But the overall point is, if y'all can if y'all can prop us up, we we'll come that. spend some money, throw some money at one of y'all's events, come in there do a little jig, a little song and dance mm -hmm. for y'all. I uh, and get it going. I also didn't realize that we were pitching on this meeting, so I was organically started pitching. I, like I, I just yeah, I'm okay. a, just commensurate salesman, and I, I'm almost disappointed because I know that we have to get, but I didn't even get to. Touch my hot button topic, which was Realty Austin being. Oh, out. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so, when, so, when, so when's the 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 kickball game and and how bloodthirsty is it going to yeah. get at that point? I'm kidding. But. I think it was an initial hot topic that um, settled down very quickly. Uh, I think that there's like a lot of PR press around it and a lot of internal emotions around it for a minute, and then everybody got back to business. But what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I was at Realty Austin for three and a half years, and it's it's similar people, but I. I feel like you know a lot of realty awesome people they've been drinking the juice for a while and then and a lot of them you know when people first started migrating to compass they were like why would you go there that big company they're not local and then over the years you know more people went and then i think a lot of people they didn't want their hand to be forced so i think that was it more than anything it was mm -hmm. kind of a surprise but at the end of the day i know i have a bunch of realty awesome friends who are going to come over to Compass. Are they going to keep Realty Austin as a brand they or is it are. going to be like a phase out? Because I would say, couldn't you have the best so, of both worlds? Who cares about ownership at that point? It's a Compass by Realty Austin at this time and the long-term plan of if that brand will stay, I can't speak to. Yeah. But I know that for the foreseeable future, it's Compass by Realty Austin. How much money did the husband and wife make? Well, I don't know that wow. they are husband Good for yet, them. But yeah. Well, whatever, yeah, they're divorced, whatever. They're divorced. They're of course, yeah, you put a lot of money in there in a business in between but, two people, they're um, going to get divorced. Uh, 99 out of 100. Don't say that, John. I'd say that, don't say that. I would it's say that I would take uh, that deal for sure. Absolutely. I don't know what Bravo it was. I have them. no idea, but I would take it. If anybody gives them shade, they can go fuck themselves. Oh, they worked so hard. Like, uh, I don't yeah, know them personally, but clearly they worked really hard to build what they built. Good for them, man. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. I was like, bravo for them. I was just surprised it took so long. People were like surprised. 
surprised. I was like, you know, I thought it was going to happen three or four years prior. Well, everyone thought everyone thought Realty Austin was going so hard that why get off that train? But if you but if you've been doing it for dude, if you've been people just people will only pay attention hey, to Daniel, you when you're when you're big. The middle one's not blinking. Like right, but they're not paying attention to you during those like those ten years of grinding. Those ten years of like no recognition until you kind of get to that point. So right. it, it's probably it probably it's took that, a lot. It probably was coming on. Thank you so much. Right. We're running a podcast here. We're having, we're having All right. technical difficulties. Anyways, um, hey, one thing that we do for our guests always, like towards the end, is we're always looking for more guests. So I don't want you to think about agents necessarily. I don't want you to think about um, anything in particular, but who we're going to challenge you to challenge someone else. You're going to look deeply into the camera assigned to you and say, I challenge this gal or guy to come on this podcast and talk some real talk. Adam Zell? Can I, can, I have two people. Two people. Bring them on. Say, my I challenge sister. You. I challenge my sister Lexi Zell oh, nice. and my partner Joaquin Sanchez. Ooh. Come back and Joaquin. see your Austin people. K Dub, old school. Come on, wonderful. Bring it. That's a good one. So mine is an agent, but he's so unique. Um, he got licensed in high school. Joined my team. I'm not pitching my team, but I think his perspective and his work ethic and him as a person. Preston, I'm talking to you. I have never seen somebody his age work as hard as he does and be as professional as he is. And he's got all the things going that I have, but at an even younger age of age, you know, coming against him and he's got a baby face, but man, he hustles so hard and he has such an outlook that I think that if y'all are trying to grow your audience for younger people that know what they want to do and have their mindset on it, he's your guy. Nice. Okay. How old is he? He's 21, and I did not say that. Preston, I didn't share your age. Hey, okay? way to go, kid. I remember, I remember one, more, but, one more. One more. Oh, I've got to do two? If Adam got two, I guess yeah, we have another one. one. Uh, Y'all got to bring an inspector on. I mean, Ooh, what a fun, like, like, like get, yes, get an inspector. I'm not going to call one inspector. out specifically. Yeah, um, I'm old timer. But just in general. You're saying yeah. that's who you guys were like, say, hey, let's let's get some war stories. Yeah, we like some educational aspects of it, too. get an inspector. Travis and Jeff text me like, when are we going to be on the podcast? I want to get Travis at least. I don't know about you. All right, hey, well, guys, uh, a pleasure. Y'all were fucking great. Yeah, thank you so Dig much. It, man. Uh, again, uh, we've got we've got uh, Nicole Marburger, Nicole or Nikki. What do you call okay. Nikki, Nikki Fresh. All the, all the Did you reinvent yourself in your teenage years? <laughs> all right, Nicole Marburger, Adam Zell, they're wonderful. Yeah. John Pico, Baby Martin, and again, I'm Justin Rourke. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, ring that bell. Great. Please share, comment. Uh, please just get us out there. We're always looking to uh, grow this business. Oh, and don't forget to sponsor this show out of us we will put whatever your product is right here so that everyone can see it we'll make videos we'll do fun stuff we'll do live reads just come and talk to us let's check out some, the show let's notes let's get some like like some farmers so we can like play on the frame the beef you know who I was thinking about yeah. frame the beef yeah. frame the beef Jeep, like, Jeep. Jeep. I'll put like a I'll little. I put like oh, a little Jeep right here. Because I think about you all the time. I don't ever get presents from this fool. But every every like no. couple months, I'll come to the office and be like, I thought about you and got you this. And then he just says, Oh, thanks. Different then, love languages. Okay. Oh, my, I like to. I like to give. Who things. treats who better? I treat him great. We we fight like we're. Married. You love that question. I love That's that. Question. We fight like we're married. I don't yes. know. We have different perspectives. I feel like I'm. <laughs> I'm more. Know. I'm more of the listener that he needs. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's not he gives two more love. He's, he's not as emotional I mean, as I am. He's okay. he's 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 more cold than I am. Okay. He's, he's always he's he's is, always he's, yeah. That's why we sat together. He's, he's quick to come get me. We both love each other very yeah. much. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
I don't know. And I, I know when he loves me, he I mean, he might say it less than I do, but I know it's there. Yeah. Yeah, I read too much uh, Ayn Rand back in the day, so I have that cold, like, cold Eastern European, like, that's fine. He doesn't love, I hug I him and he just sits thank there. You, <laughs> thank, thank you for the cup. The cup is nice. Drink some vodka. I'll put it right here. I'll look at it. But it's a, I'm it's showing a good you that I appreciate it by using it. Okay? Yes, exactly. I'm not going to use it's my words here. to tell I, I, you. It made my, it made my heart warm. Uh, <laughs> but he also, but also it's kind of like, uh, when you're a little kid and you and you buy your dad uh, a gift or something like that, and he's like, "Oh, cool, thanks, buddy, I appreciate that." Whereas he has like he has tons of buying power and he buys whatever the hell he wants to. That's like I, I'm gonna have a hard time giving you what your heart desires. Mm-hmm. You're you're already getting it. I'm like, I don't want your things, Justin. That's so. Want. That's it's what I'm about saying. You thinking about me is what it is. I think about you all you the time. You could buy me a Kit Kat bar, and I'd be like, "Oh, he thought about Bring me at the store." Well, we're signing off. This thing's digressing. Thank you so much. This Thank is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. What was it? Hmm. I think it was Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur.